Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast presented by Hot Chocolate Media, where we make a movie up very quickly based on a random prompt from the internet. Today, I am your moderator and host, Kyle Decker, and I'm joined with three visionary contributors to the Hollywood industry. I'm joined by our writer, Becky Schmidt, who was uh, the dream sequence supervisor in Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yes, I have hello. Ben Lipson, who is Jesse Eisenberg's acting coach in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, I... Um, yeah. Uh, 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 and then I have our producer, Jacob Gulliver, who had the idea to introduce the Justice League as email attachments in Batman vs. Superman. So I we just, basically... I just figured out how to attach something to an email, so I thought that was pretty cool. Cutting edge, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, this is the team behind one of the biggest movies of 2016, so hold on to your seats, this ought to be good. So, starting with the writer, here's your prompt. The theme of our story, weird action. The main character, an energetic robot, and the major event of the story is insight. Okay, so here is what I am thinking. I I just really feel like we are in a place right now where we do not explore our robotic natures. So while we have this really great energetic robot who who just really wants to be human, we also find how we ourselves are as humans are robotic and how we tie ourselves into our devices and our unnecessary Facebook posts and everything that's just very it's how how we disconnect with the world and how i see this is is just this really great film of how uh this energetic robot uh really uh joins joins the workforce and 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 how he and how he manages to get through every day and how he interacts with people until one day unfortunately the store is robbed and so how he faces it off and it's all about this this really this scene in in this situation where they're in a where they're in this this convenience store that this energetic robot who just really wants people to like him and he's being robbed and so it's kind of got this little bit of a thriller sort of sense to it just you know kind of off-paced and and how this really wonderful this really wonderful person i'm going to call him person because i really feel like at this point he's so much more than a robot he connects with the people who are trying to rob them and 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 finds a commonality I think it's really important that we we focus on relationships in this movie I really think that it's focused on how we create relationships and how we build trust with one another um, I think that it's it's just uh, it's just the kind of idea of like there are uh, the other part of this is though I also want to include neighborhood people because there are other people in this convenience store while it's being robbed and uh, so so and how he is connected with those people and how those relationships affect how he deals with uh, these robbers and I, I just really think that it's going to be a really touching tale but I also think that there's you know there's a little bit of high energy to it I also feel like there's a lot of stuff that's going on about you know maybe tying to some social justice 
justice issues. I really think that that's important that we bring all those things together. All right, do you have a title for your films? Um, and perhaps a name for the character. Oh, uh, for the robot, I you know, I just, I really feel like he he is somebody, his name is Max, and um, uh, and, it, and it, you know, he just has a very simple name. His name is Max, and he doesn't have a last name. Um, and I feel like uh, the name of my movie would be Roadside Assistance. All right, so director Ben, you have the script for Roadside Assistance, which is about social justice issues and working in a convenience store by a robot named Max. Where do you go from here? I just want to say I really like this script, you know? I just I just love I love bringing all these creative minds together and mm, I think this is just going to be excellent. Now, for the robot, I'm thinking we should get Michael Sarah. Now, or Sierra, I, I, I don't know how to um, uh, pronounce that, but um, I feel like he has a good, um, I don't want to say range, but, you know, he can definitely do the energetic, but also robotic. So I think, you know, it'll have some sort of unnaturalness. It's not exactly what you expect when you, you, you hear an energetic robot, you know, hearing Michael, Sarah, um, the neighbor, of course, uh, I, I, I like the idea of neighborly. We'll get Garrison Keillor for that. And I think that'll be a good contrast. Um, I'm adding a little bit of more, uh, uh, uh extra text to the script where, you know, we're gonna make a contrast between Max, the robot, who you know is energetic and the future, and Garrison Keillor, who uh, is is clearly living in some other century. Um, you know, old time values, and you know, we, we uh, they'll explore someone who you know has no idea about technology. He he wouldn't even know how to work a, a, a laptop, and uh, this robot Max. So I think some uh, uh, very interesting things can happen. I wanted to give the the uh, burglar bigger role, so um, I was thinking Jack Black for that. He has worked with Michael Sarah in the past, so it can definitely um, uh, lead to some interesting things. Now, um, you mentioned though social media, and that got me thinking. Have you ever seen the movie Unfriended? Oh yes, no, it's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic film. I'm right. really glad you brought that up. So I'm thinking, you know, big thing with social issues is Twitter. So um, we will have a vignette or a constant thing where we keep showing events happening through Twitter in 140 character little bits. You know, that will be a nice uh, motif that we'll get. You know, I think also, you know, we can make some parallels to some other things. So maybe the robot gets like uh, dismantled or <laughs> or some other form of thing and it starts an online protest and people are protesting on on the twitter or tumblr or um and you know bringing all those in there so uh i think that you know we'll we'll definitely we can really tell a lot of this story just on a computer screen you know you know seeing where you see like you occasionally cut to see what the impact on social media is to these events to people watching clips so it'll be kind of like found footage but also happening in real time if that makes <laughs> any sense so yeah um, very stylistic found footage trying to find all that stuff on the internet all right so producer jacob you have the script for roadside assistance you have the director's treatment you have casting notes of Jack Black, Garrison Keillor, and Michael Cera. Uh, most of the film will happen on a computer screen, apparently, and it'll be mostly found footage. So what's, what's the budget, and how do you make this bad boy make some money? Right now your budget is zero because this blows, and I hate it. Oh, that said, I think we can fix it. So first off... None of that weird stuff. We're going to film this normal, like, with cameras, in a place, with people. None of that extra crap. No, just 
If it's going to be a cool story about a robot, make it a cool story about a robot. Producers I'm, are I'm like tired that. of these like weird robot movies. Robot and Frank and Automata and uh, Ex Machina where it's like thinky robot shit. No! Blow something up! Come on, guys. Well, robots are a lot like um, gods. Come well, down I'm from... kind of like a guy who signs your checks, so shut up and let me talk. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm pretty sure they oh, okay. already did Transformers, so I don't know what you're trying to say right now. Sure. So, uh, first thing we're going to do is set this thing in a, in a big city. Pick a big city. I don't care. I'll look into it. Uh, Chicago, New York, Seattle, anything. Just pick a big city. Put in some landmarks. Get the tourism board happy. We'll make. We'll put it there. <clears throat> Michael Sarah, okay, whatever. A goofy guy in a robot movie is fine. Jack Black, okay, whatever. Not a big deal. Garrison Keillor is cinematic death. He is a Werther's original in your your Halloween candy basket. He is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Uh, we are getting rid of him. We're gonna pl- replace him with somebody who's really old, who really represents the last generation. Justin Timberlake. Last but not least. To get in more robots, we need some evil robots that the regular robot can fight. So, I want there to be a sequence with other robots and uh, a human guy who hangs out with those robots and fixes them. And he's going to be played by Bruce Willis. Because Bruce Willis really wants to get in on this movie for some reason. So, I think that's we're just going to have to make that happen because Bruce Willis sells, sells tickets. And then, you know, just make sure the robots are, you know, doing cool robot stuff. Like, you make sure they can fight each other and they have, like, some weapons or, like, transforming limbs or something like that. Um, do techie stuff. Have them post to Twitter or, you know, attach a file to an email. Do those kinds of things. Maybe if you could, like, put a, a you know, Beats logo on one of them or something and get some brand integration. That'd be pretty good. I think that would, that would work pretty well. Yeah, and then uh, change the title. I don't like it. Okay. Come back when you have more. So, so what is your budget, then, with all these changes? Uh. If you can make those changes, I'll I'll give you seventy million. Right now, I'm not going to give you more than twenty. This this isn't really working for me. Get all those actors for twenty million? No. Okay. So, writer, I'm sure Garrison Keillor will do it for like you know some icy hot. <laughs> so you've been given some instruction and direction, some actors to write for. You've been given the mandate of more action and robot stuff, quote unquote. You have Bruce Willis added as a repairman for robots and a dictate to add evil robots. So where do you go from there? Well, I think I think that really the only logical conclusion is to just make Transformers 5. And so we're just going to do all those same things that we're going to do. And we'll bring in all of those people and we'll have the evil robots. And, and we'll just do that. We're just going to, it's Transformers 5 now. That's just what we're going to do. But what I think that we really need to focus on and what I really loved working uh, when I did Batman versus Superman was we really need to incorporate the dark stuff that nobody really kind of gets. That it's really artsy and it's very important that we do all of those you know, we do really dark colors and dark all of that. Just really make it dark and, and just take all of that, take all of those things and we'll put it in a big city, but it'll be at night. And we'll we'll have evil robots fixed by Bruce Willis, but they're all like really dark purple. And I think the good robot will be like a light blue, just to kind of show the contrast of what's going on with those things. I am really excited about having Bruce Willis on this project. I'm just saying that he is such a really fantastic person just to hang out with. I mean, I know 
don't want to drop names, but I do know him on a personal level. I'm just, you know, and so I'd really be excited to have him on this project. So yeah, we're just going to make Transformers 5. I really think that if we're going to have, we're going to have these, this type of action and these, and these evil robots, I think we maybe need to have a little bit of a West Side story. I think, I think Max needs to fall in love with one of the evil robots. I think that's a really important addition to this. All right, so director Ben, you've been you don't have the rights yet, but you've been handed a script for Transformers Five, starring Bruce Willis, and he's taken over for Mark Wahlberg. You know, the torch has been handed from Wahlberg to Willis. You have a love story with Michael Sarah, the Max robot falling in love with an evil robot, and you may have a budget of twenty million, or you may have a budget of seventy million. What was Jack Black doing in this again? He was yeah, gonna, he's fired. I don't care. He was gonna play the robber, but I think we've we've kind of cut people from this. So okay. right. so so what do you do, director? So um, I feel that first off, we shall um, since we don't necessarily have the rights, we shall uh, avoid saying name Transformers if we can. Uh, maybe shoot two scenes of Bruce Willis saying it's Optimus versus it's Darglack. Or something. I don't know. I can't think of a good robot name, but that's not me. <laughs> anyway, so uh, mm. I, I really want to uh, visually, I really want to expand on uh, the style that Michael Bay started. But, you know, I really want to give it sort of my own twist. So I think that first off, let's analyze what's actually happening here, okay? Giant robots are coming and they're blowing things up. Now, how would the common man see that? They would see that as the apocalypse is happening. You know, these, this is Ragnarok. So I think we should really, you know, we'll have, you know, storms going down, rains of fire. Um, I, I'd like to have scenes in churches, uh, you know, have an old Latin orchestral score uh, playing. You know, these are the ends of, uh, of times, you know, and um, these robots are God. And is God good or is he evil? Or is he both? That's what we're really going to analyze in this. But, you know, it's going to be subtle. So uh, during the fight scenes, you don't necessarily need to think about that. Now, um, uh, yeah, um, I, I really I think that Bruce Willis, you know, will show him as real being a really religious man. You know, him bringing the robots back, you know, will give him a bit of a John the Baptist kind of feel to it. I think that would be uh, really effective, you know, and I think that would be good. Um, for the romance scenes, um, I, I was thinking of taking some inspiration from the King Kong movie by Peter Jackson. Uh, that was a pretty great movie, and they had the weird romance where sh the monkey and the person sort of fell in love. So why don't we kind of do that? You know, they, they were basically, they just stare at each other and you know, you don't need to talk. It'll, it'll, it'll really sink, sell. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's what I like. <clears throat> I want to leave the ending a bit more ambiguous than it's written in the script. So I'm thinking at the end, it will, we'll have it where Bruce Willis has the chance to kill the robots all, of, but it would kill all the robots and which is in this, but we won't show his decision. So it will cause people to have to decide for themselves. Can we live in a world without gods? Mm. I want to keep the product placement style from the previous movies. Uh, I think that will help. Uh, we can work that into the movie quite tastefully, I feel. Just worked on my previous projects, so we should be good. So yeah, you know, I really just want to make a thinking man's movie while also having a scene, a, bun, a robot, a, 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 a movie where robots just fight each other. All right. Well, producer Jacob, your ideas have led to a script for Transformers 5. It's going to be ultimately up to you to secure the rights or figure out a workaround around that. You got Bruce Willis, I almost called him Willie, 
headlining this movie along with Michael Sarah as an awkwardly romantic robot, apparently. The love scene, is that between Michael Sarah and Bruce Willis? Uh, uh, no, the robot. Either, uh, is in love with another unnamed, robot unnamed awkwardly? Robot. Yeah, the, the one that doesn't talk. Okay. So, what do you do? How do you, Are these changes to your satisfaction? Is yes, this a no. moneymaker? Uh, so, here's, here's the thing. Uh, Michael Bay doesn't blink for less than $150 million, and I, I don't have that kind of change around. If you guys have it, let me know, and we'll make this Transformers thing happen. Uh, but until then, it's not not going to work. You know, and I would I would take the money, but you know my Michael Bay did accidentally blow up my nephew's yacht when he was filming Transformers Four. Happened to be in the the bay where they were filming it, or the bay where the bay was. You know, and you know I've I was I've been on the salty Steven a few times, but I don't think I was attached to it as he was. So I think it would kind of crush my nephew if I did anything in relation to Michael Bay. So let's let's not do Transformers. We can do, you know, something kind of in that vein, just, like, cut out any mention of, like, all the space stuff that he talks about and, like, the transforming stuff. Just make them, like, normal-ass robots that are cool, and none of them are, like, cars or, like, really tall, just normal-ish-sized robot people. The other thing that I think I got that we can use to really spice up the trailer, spice up the movie to get more people to come in, uh, I found out that our, our studio has access to the entire Motley crew discography so we, we don't have to pay any licensing fees for that i was thinking kind of like the way iron man did you know acdc we're gonna do that for this movie just with motley crew so go ahead and, and dig in and and you know find me some motley crew stuff we can use bring in uh you know put like kickstart my heart over the trailer um or you know like dr feel good and those ones could be pretty good too maybe one of the the robots can have like a a scary drug habit or something that would be cool beyond that you know i've i've pretty much settled around 60 million i think i can give you guys that and trust that you'll you'll be able to pull this one out uh at the end here so i think yeah i think i think we're heading in the right direction um one more thing that i i do need you to do um and that is make sure that bruce willis doesn't have to say a whole lot of chuffa he told me this one time chuffa is his term for thing you have to say before you punch a guy so he doesn't like the kind of like shitty one-liners that a lot of people go to see these movies for. So give him like some actual lines, give him like some interesting, you know, things to say that aren't just, um, you know, a pun before he punches somebody. Because um, apparently he hates that. Kevin Smith told me that. So yeah, uh, those are my, my big changes. I think we'll be good with that budget. I think we'll be able to work with, um, with what you guys are putting together. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of have to see and figure out what the, the people want. Okay, uh, so I, I guess we're sticking with Roadside Assistance as the title since no oh, one. Oh, you guys didn't change the title. Change from <laughs> Transformers on. Five. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure one out here. Let me just. Uh, can it be something religious like uh, Steel Apocalypse or um, Ragna Rock? As it... I mean, maybe we can work that in with like Motley Crue stuff. Uh, I really feel like this has really become a love story, and so maybe we should you know focus let's, more let's just on go that. Kickstart my heart. Kickstart my heart. Yeah. Like maybe, and then at some point the robot's heart fails, and they have to get it to. And work. he comes back no. to life when he yeah. meets the evil robot. It kickstarts his heart. Oh my god! Let's do that. All right. So I'm putting all the information. I'm putting kickstart my heart into the movie machine. I'm pulling the mythical movie machine lever. I'm gonna tell you how your movie did. Um, 
audiences are confused by this movie. They don't know if it's supposed to be serious or it's entirely satire. They're pretty sure by the selection of Motley Crue and the title that it's supposed to be satire. And then they're definitely sure with the pole dancing uh, robot scene set to girls, girls, girls. That it is supposed to be a satire, but when you have 45 minutes... That was of, a metaphor for, 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 the, for the five plagues. For the fifth plague. Sure, okay. Um, no one, that not no one in America picked up on that. <sighs> but then you had 45 minutes of awkward romance scenes starring Michael Sarah and a slightly poorly done CGI robot. It was supposed to be Uncanny Valley. Yeah, that's uh, not a thing you want to go for, son. Uh, so, people are just very, like, people love, have, uh, the big thing on this movie has been to do fan edits of just the Motley Crue stuff. Because people say the the Motley Crue edit is the true vision of the film, and it's really just a 32-minute Motley Crue music video kind of going through their best ofs. That's basically what it, it, it does okay the first weekend, and it kind of goes away. Uh, it becomes a thing on like video on demand and Blu-ray sales just because people want to, especially the video on demand, they download the file so they have something to edit with to make YouTube videos and becomes just basically an internet joke. You, you, you actively shut down all those YouTube channels for copyright infringement left and right and monetize. Their, so you eventually make money by just taking over people's YouTube channels by po- putting copyright strikes against them and monetizing their viral videos. But you don't actually make money on the movie itself, just on other people's work using your movie. So, that information in your back pocket, starting with the writer, you have two minutes to maybe salvage this from the scrap heap of history, or just, you know, be content with your YouTube royalty check. You know, I'm going to say that I made the movie that I intended to. It is on the lips of the people, and they are talking about it. They are coming together to to find ways to make it their own. And yeah, they can't do that. That's not okay. But hey, they're trying, and they're talking about it. This, you know, I'm feeling really confident in the work that we have done here. It 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 had it hit every point that I think we we tried to hit. I mean, we we brought in the music, we brought in the love scenes, we brought in the action. We I mean, we really we really pushed for all of these things, and I. I really think that that it is everything that everyone wants in a movie, um, and and I think that just shows by by how much you know people people want to make it their own. I, I I think people can relate to it because they they really feel like it it can be part of their own art, and and that's what this was. This was an art piece. This was this was about this was about exploring ourselves, and and I'm just. I really think that it connected with people on that level. I really think that people really uh, needed to find their own voice in it. And I think that's what people are doing right now. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. There should be, I, all movies should be this way. All movies should just be like this. And, and and you know, if people were confused by it, that just leaves for more interpretation. Like everyone has their own ideas. Everyone comes up with their own backstory. It's terrific. I love it. I'm so glad we did this. I'm. It just, it's really was such a great experience. All right, Ben, director, your uh, religious apocalypse vision completely missed in the trash heap that was your film. Do you? F- how do you fix that? Well, 
First, I'm going to explain it heavily on Twitter uh, uh, to people because uh, they clearly uh, they clearly like the internet. So I'll I'll use that to educate them and my vision, which seems to have been missed. Now, <clears throat> I think uh, uh, we will. <clears throat> I, I feel like maybe some of the music selections were uh, wrong. They seem to have liked the Motley Crue um, more than I had anticipated them to. So I feel like we shall uh, move those scenes to... It seem, uh, we'll move that music to the scenes more deserving of it. So rather than being in the weird stripper dance, we shall do put it in the big emotional, um, philosophical, uh, religious debate. Um, because we want... If, if they're just going to focus on those scenes, we want them to really only focus on those scenes. So um, in the scene where um, Bruce Willis goes to the Catholic Church trying to find answers of what to do about the robot EMP, um, we shall be having that during the 15-minute the scene. We'll test have all the songs there as they discuss the uh, ramifications for what they're going to do. Um, so I think we'll shift the focus um, on there. So then that way... Um, uh, those scenes will become viral, and those will then educate people a bit more. <laughs> so uh, that's all I'd change. Well, producer Jacob, you've got a team of interns working busily bringing down copyright strikes on YouTube to help you make some money. Are you okay with that, or you you want to wring some more cash out of this beast? Where there is a beast, there is cash to be wrung. So I think we got to go more in depth with this one. So first thing that I did was amp up the Motley Crew. There is no no period of silence in this movie in the background. Every, every piece that we can possibly include a Motley Crew song, even if it's just like really quiet in the background, we will do that. People like Motley Crew, we're going to give them Motley Crew. Second of all, uh, this all the like, you know, emotional stuff and the religious stuff People clearly don't like that, so we're gonna get rid of that. We're gonna cut down. No, we're cutting down the edit. No, but there's not so much of this extra stuff. We'll give a little bit that just kind of plants the seeds for those story, but we're we'll really making about robots fighting each other. Mm. It works for Transformers. It'll work for this. <laughs> I'm, you know, whatever. Ding, 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 ding. So, the what, last what, what impression was that? That that was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I uh, I talked to uh, Neil Blomkamp. He's the director who did Chappie and Elysium District 9. Uh, I'm paying him a little bit of consultant fee to help us come up with some cool robot shit. I don't know how all that stuff works, but he clearly does. He knows how to make some money with that. So he's going to you know, do some redesigns. We're going to do one more CG pass so we can make our robots extra cool, extra exciting, extra original. Um, make them you know, look look and act like you know, more like humans do so that we can have a... One, one level up in our special effects <clears throat> and hopefully get uh, a few more people in the doors for those uh, at the beginning. I also want to uh, shy away from the, the really dark colors because that didn't seem to uh, help us a whole lot either. So I think we're going to go back to more normal tones. Yeah, and then uh, just... How are you going to tell between the good robots and the evil robots if you don't show them contrast and color? Well, here's the thing about that is that nobody had any trouble with that before, so just is what it is, I guess. All right, so the slightly less religious, more product placement, action-y Motley Crue robot movie. What did you end up calling it again? Kickstart my heart. Kickstart my heart. Of course you did. Becomes kind of a novelty movie. It's it's you know 
in the same vein of hey George Foreman sells novelty grills look yeah, at that guy it, it's it's in the same vein as like the Shack movies you know where it's just like isn't that cute these people made a movie and they put Motley Crue to it isn't that adorable we're not sure why there's so many Jolly Rancher product placement in it but it, <laughs> you know Jolly Rancher helped pay the bills so you make a decent amount of money. It, it's often referred to in jokes and references by stand-up comedians occasionally. And Robot Swim just runs it into the ground and gets lots of mileage from the... Adult the, Swim. Or Adult Swim. A robot Chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Robot Chicken just runs it into the ground. Uh, and that's then, a hack. You know, that's what you have. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Kickstart my heart. And as always, we end every episode with... Words of wisdom for our patron saint, Guy Fieri. If they made me a cologne, this dough would be the Guy Fieri cologne. Thank you, everyone. Bye.